0: Welcome to the Cocoon, where the 99% transform into 100%. I'm your host, Michael Baker, and you're listening to the Open Door Podcast Series. Please welcome my guest from Portland, Oregon, Patrick Sampson. I'm here with Patrick Sampson of Kogeo. Is that how we say it, Kogeo? That is how you say it. Kogeo. And just for people who maybe haven't heard the last segment, uh, what is Kogeo? What do you guys do there?
1: We do two main things. Uh, we spend about 20% of our time working with philanthropists and aspiring philanthropists, people who want to give their money away, to better understand philanthropy, to set up and administer their giving vehicles legally, and then be strategic in how we, over time, consult giving away their money. Okay. Um, The other 80% of our time is in nonprofit development, fundraising, in more layman's terms. Okay. Um, And that varies widely from annual fundraising goals and helping them achieve those to large, multi-year capital projects.
0: And are you located in Portland, Oregon, or are you guys uh, nationwide?
1: We are based in Portland, Oregon, and um, our resource hubs, we call them. Uh, the supporting services are here physically in Portland and we have consultants all around the nation.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. So we were having a great discussion of, you were teaching us about structures and various things. And I mean, this is amazing because we, this is what I mean by having workshops and classes. You will, we will definitely be having workshops with you because so many people want to know these things. And I think it opens the door uh, to so many uh, ways that people can, uh, operate the things that they want to do, but they don't know how. And so we were talking about um, in this last discussion, uh, uh, a woman who had set up a company or was seeking to set up a company.
1: Correct. Yeah. She had been very successful with uh, STEM or STEAM, Mm -hmm. uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and or art, um, as how that acronym is defined, in inner city schools in Los Angeles, The districts were so happy with the content that she was creating that they came back to her proactively for more at a grander scale.
0: More of her
1: programs. Exactly. And so um, she came to us and asked, what tax structure should we use in order to um, best serve the audience that we're looking to serve? Uh, Which are really these um, kids in these school systems. And our response was um, to ask some questions. Do you want ownership or not? Do you want traditional sales people selling this product? Or do you want to offer it for free and have it be supported by development work, by fundraising, by charitable contributions? And um, she's still thinking about that to this point. But mm-hmm. what we had talking about last segment was when we're starting one of these organizations... It's so vital to have a lot of these questions answered prior to injecting your energy into setting them up legally and administering them. Mm -hmm. Um, One should really understand what their end goal is and reverse engineer that to today Mm -hmm. and then match whichever entity is most appropriate for that. Or if they want it to transcend their lifetime. That's another component mm-hmm. that we didn't talk about last mm-hmm. segment, mm-hmm. but can be um, done in, in either structure, uh, but should be something that is talked about okay. when an organization is starting. All
0: right. So, when you're saying structure, let's, let's lay it out here. Okay. We have a for-profit structure, which is a traditional, most people call a corporation. Okay. Or LLC or...
1: Yeah, there's uh, varying flavors of it. Okay. LLC, C corporation, S corporation, partner, limited liability partnerships,
0: and so uh, on and so forth. And that's in America. And, and, and in America, Europe yes. there's
1: L3C, there's lots of
0: different yes. ways of doing yeah. things. And then we have nonprofits which you have would discussed in full detail, listen to the last segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um uh so there's various things. But what I what I what I'm hearing you say is you gave you were sharing with um this woman uh, two different options she was saying oh revenue or um, uh, getting uh, donations Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is okay social enterprise people Mm -hmm. ding ding come on I know you guys are out there Mm -hmm. social enterprises which is structure that I have you know for for years been when I say developing that's a name that I talk from Muhammad Yunus and other people Mm -hmm. using it but in my own way uh, now can't people they, they can but I'm gonna ask you can they um why can't you um, have revenue that is uh, made revenue for uh, a nonprofit purpose and also take donations? And, but it's it funds all of the revenue, funds the programs that you have. And that's what I call, you could call it social enterprise or, and that social enterprise would be that there is some profit taking out, okay, for with the stockholders, investors, or whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. But your programs and the things you're doing, it's for that impact, it's for that purpose. If you were not taking out, if you were not taking out any sort of profit for stakeholders and it was all the profits or anything was being rolled back into the company for uh, more programs to build it more, to make sure your your salaries are taken care of, my estimation or my understanding, I should say, um, from Muhammad Yunus and other people, that's called a social business. And I have been using those terms to um, develop various things that I've been developing. Uh, Do you have any comments on that?
1: I do. It comes down to the um, prerogative of the person or people who are starting that social enterprise. Benefit corporations have become a hot buzzword in the last five years. And for all the right reasons, they're fantastic. They still fall in the for-profit bucket. So the structure is the same as uh, a C corporation, for example. They have shareholders they have investors they have a board of directors but the purpose of the company is not to maximize profits back to those people it's to whatever they define it as their social impact Hmm. so it's more comprehensive than Hmm. that simplified maximizing of profits that then becomes the prerogative of the company's existence so uh, it's
0: an example, possibly it, of a of a social uh, yeah of I mean, a benefit corporation. Yeah, so I believe
1: Patagonia see. was one of the first.
0: That's in Portland, Oregon, right?
1: Uh, Patagonia is out of San Francisco, oh, okay. but they're nationwide. They're a clothing company, that, um, very respected. They have certain um, things in their bylaws now, in their articles as well, that state a purpose beyond maximizing the profits back to their. Uh, stockholders Mm. and so to their stockholders they stated yeah yeah that's that is the crux of a benefit corporation is the Mm. state now requires you to outline what those impact um, touch points are because it could it can and will affect what your stockholders are getting so the deals that are made with stockholders Mm -hmm. that invest in benefit corporations again it's that initial intention they're different so if I were to come to you and say I want you to invest in this benefit corporation that I've started, I'm an investor. You're an investor, mm-hmm. and I say we are striving to be um, an organization that reduces down the national average. We desire to operate at least at fifty percent the national average of waste for whatever industry we're in, mm-hmm. All right? And we document that as one of one or one of many of the benefit corporation requirements, you as a stockholder now can hold the company liable to achieve that metric mm-hmm. rather than holding the company liable for achieving maximizing of profits back to you. Mm-hmm. And so it changes the, the ballgame, the rules within the for-profit structure to, from simply maximizing profits back to shareholders, which is the more traditional for-profit model to now offering up the opportunity for shareholders to hold companies lo- um, more accountable from a legal stance in achieving whatever that impact component that they sat out from the beginning to achieve as their reason for existence. Okay. So
0: with that said, let's go to, to the thinking of, of, of people saying why in the heck <laughs> <laughs> would an investor, isn't that the point? Because with the way that the, quote unquote world is right now, I should say the stock market, that's the purpose. Maximize those profits. That's why you see people, corporations going overseas or other places to get things done cheaper because they want to maximize their revenues. Okay, which when I say not just revenues, revenues are different than profits. Revenues are money coming in. It pays for your your business transactions. It pays for your employees and all your things. Profits are anything over the top of that, you guys. So I want to really get into this. Really hone into that. Yeah. yeah.
1: This goes back to the last segment. So teaser, you have to listen to the first. there you go. But as a wealth manager, I, I realized that this dynamic was rampant within the investment world and people didn't even know it. They're not even conscious of it. So if you become very wealthy and you go and invest money with a wealth manager, the standard wealth manager's goal when you sit in your annual meeting is to look at that piece of paper and to beat whatever index you establish percentage-wise of return on that person's portfolio or company's portfolio in comparison to the standard. And that's where real value There are people doing it differently. We Mm -hmm. put that disclaimer out there. But the masses amounts are still focusing on that return on their investment purely. ROI. ROI from a financial standpoint. Mm -hmm. Money. As success. As someone Mm -hmm. who's investing with a wealth manager. Yes, Here's how convoluted it has gotten. It used to be you knew exactly the sweat equity that you're putting into your job and who it was benefiting the example i used prior was uh, railroads people were uh, creating these systems of wealth for one or a few people by working on the railroads Mm -hmm. because it unlocked trade and people own the railroads right it was very direct monopoly yeah <laughs> it was a very direct correlation that you could physically see and understand yeah things nowadays are much more complex so if you as a as an investor come in and invest with a wealth manager that wealth manager more than likely is going to invest in a mutual fund that's the first wave of separation of, away from the investor the second wave is that mutual fund manager then investing in companies right, hmm. as an investor. Okay, well, on, mutual fund then invest in companies
0: such as Apple, Google, yeah. things that people can understand. So
1: right mutual now. fund managers, they make decisions on behalf of people who invest in mutual funds so that they can diversify their investments. Yes, So instead of just investing in Apple, they're investing in, say, I mean, there's all different flavors, but say... Um, large cap stocks in the united states so larger companies that are more established you know, real layman's terms and mm-hmm. there's much more complex than that but let's say that mutual fund was set up for that specific purpose a wealth manager then a person who's working directly with someone uh, as an investor would mix and match the mutual funds typically and again this is not how everyone does it mm-hmm. but in some flavor, will mix and match those mutual fund managers so as to diversify to the most of their ability that investor's money. So it might be mutual funds, three you percent know, in international mutual funds, twenty um, percent in large cap United States companies. Uh, anyway, that investor to wealth manager is the first separation of, we- of separation stage mm-hmm. from the actual investor. Okay. Second is mutual or. Um, investment manager deciding in which mutual funds to invest in. Mm -hmm. That's the second wave of separation from the investor and their money. The third is that uh, mutual fund manager deciding which companies to invest in as an investor to create that pool for that mutual fund. Mm -hmm. So the large cap fund might decide to invest in uh, DuPont, in Ford, in um, other large companies that compromise or comprise the you know the dow right, jones industrial right, right. average that point in time then the board of directors has to answer of the companies that they're invested in has to answer to those shareholders that's the fourth wave the fifth wave is board of directors hiring officers ceo cfo equivalent leadership that's the fifth wave I believe. Sixth then is HR hiring vice presidents and directors. (laughs) That's a lot of waves. Seventh is directors hiring entry-level corporate people. And that is just, and I'm holding up eight fingers, Mm -hmm. that's just when you're talking about at the company level let alone what those companies have to do then to keep that spiral going back up to the shareholder, a la going over to China, other areas, whatever they do um, using hazardous materials that cost less. Also, that we wrap back up to benefiting the those shareholder, in, those,
0: which are the investor. I'm the investor. Yes. I want return. I want. I want money. Yes. The, the form of well, Let's just say it. You know. Yes. What we think of, what we've been about, Success. Success means a lot of money. Yes. I may not be spending it, but just the fact that I yes. made it yes. and it's sitting in my account. Yes. Because I know these people, and I have yeah. turned down. We've had yeah. this conversation. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. Really, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, what? guess
1: what? Those are the ones that, if you are wanting to start a social benefit corporation, that you really have to understand before you accept their money in as an investor, mm-hmm. because their prerogative might be to maximize their sh- their um, share of profits back, right, and do everything within the company to make that happen mm-hmm. um, as a shareholder. That's not right or wrong. That is
0: yes. Let's let's make that clear. Yes.
1: Yeah. That, but what is wrong is going in with not either knowing your intention and not being educated enough to understand that uh, dichotomy and or consciously accepting something that is counter to those values simply because you have the facade of need, yes, right um, so but that's personal opinion, yeah, right, uh, but as a suggestion in this educational component is match that up right if someone wants to be maximizing their profits great start a company with that intention plant those seeds if you want to go to the contrary and this goes back to my discussion with this woman um, in Los Angeles mm-hmm. if you want to plant the different seeds have that intention then go after it with the right vehicle go after it with the right strategies so um, I, I want to finish up that point of the layers um, of return of money back to investors um nowadays compared to even 100 years ago people aren't as conscious of even two of those 10 layers because all they see is walking into the office and comparing notes or looking at the computer screen and seeing their dollar amounts in their account go up right they're not quite conscious to what their investment is enabling right so by default Unless you're investing consciously into a corporation that is set up with these intentions and end goals, more than likely your money is going to promote the ecosystem of maximizing whatever corporate um, uh, structure you invest in, uh, but is a flavor of intention of maximizing those profits back to you as the investor. That's what's going to happen. That's how people are going to act. And if they don't act in that way, they're going to get fired. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to interject here. Yeah. Um, I'll put this in a story form quickly. Yeah. What we're saying is, I, and you correct me if I'm wrong, what I hear you saying is you are an investor. And I'm going to say this this is what's coming to me. We are all investors. All right. I'm going to tell you why. Every time you buy a product, every time you go somewhere, you are investing in um, someone's business that's making someone Money or it's benefiting them. Let's put it that way, some way. Now, what Patrick, what you're describing is some, an investor, whether that be someone just having a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not necessarily talking right now about a venture capitalist, possibly.
1: But venture capital traditionally is um, has a per, a sole purpose of a return on investment of their money. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it actually is a very relevant. Um, example to this conversation. However, their investing is at a very early stage in companies versus the vast majority of the general public's investing is whenever they go public exactly. on the stock market, okay. which is much later in their trajectory. Yes. Yeah.
0: And so I'm going to mix this in. So what I was talking about before about the woman with STEAM or STEM is saying, hey, you can... And what you're telling now is that there are so many possibilities, you guys. You just have to be creative,
1: all right? And knowledgeable it, and educated on the structure.
0: There you go. And so yeah. that's, that's a mixture. I'm I'm very creative with things. Let's say, and you represent that knowledgeable structure. You're also very creative. But that's what I'm saying. So it's you can create, be very creative, but you need people or companies or organizations to help you uh, with any structures. Okay, Patrick in his company, they are one of these type of people. And I would like to see more of this out there because this is what's lacking because there are so many ways to move this and to do things. People, you can invest in companies um, and you can make some profits. Do you need to make, you know, you know, all your money from investing in one company or can you make some money but then also have an a, a impact? Watch the impact. You're investing in something such as, you know, helping people have a better education or feeding them or what, and you can see that that's a benefit to you. Um, and maybe I have other ideas about this. You become part of that company and you share and you get to, Go be a part of, I don't know, they have a product. Maybe you get some of that product. There's lots of ways that you can move this around that things can benefit you. Um, rather than just like, I've got to make money and I've, I've got to be successful because that's what, what we are and I'm going to sell my company and be entrepreneur of the year <laughs> and be on the cover of a magazine and then they I sell it to this company and they go and do exactly what you then, don't. Then what? Right. They go take all that money and then they keep causing all these problems problems because they're just doing the same thing and then they go and try to get cheaper which is causing um environmental problems uh, uh social social problems because we're not being conscious conscious of where and uh you're putting your energy where you're putting those seeds what what am i putting my seeds into What is this company let me see what they're doing let's see how that works and that's why you know i see and others see that we need
1: uh... this education component is incredibly important and the more that you can systematize and um, create processes around this education is how it's going to um, be best received by those that have access to it it's not easy that's the problem yeah Um, and in some ways uh, I think that uh, there's incredible reasons why we have the protections that we do In our society, and and but those the byproduct of that can be sometimes that some of these things get lost, and the more that we can help each other understand these things, even from when you're evaluating the very beginning, which is so important when Mm -hmm. you're planting these seeds, even if it's fifty percent more knowledge in what is iteration six, seven, eight of your company or nonprofit or whatever you're starting. If you have that knowledge of what that intention desires to be, then you can really be much more proactive in nurturing that growth pattern and bringing the right people, to your point, to the table right away. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to be investing in in stock uh, to invest in a company, quote-unquote. And we're using this terminology, but... um, And I'll use it separately as buying power. Hmm. Your buying power of what you choose to consume is what continues to enable whatever structures um, are survived. So uh, if if you are buying cereal that has certain products that are in it to comprise that cereal, that then is going back to the company as profit, hopefully, if they're good business from a monetization standpoint. But let's say they use um, palm oil, which has been documented to, um, to have the potential of having vast environmental impact issues. where
0: Harmful impact.
1: Yes, very harmful impact to the environment. Well, if you're buying product that has a lot of palm oil in it, then obviously the demand is going to drive that supply to be there. And supply will do everything it can at at whatever cost currently to maximize that uh, customer potential. Yes. So um, it goes well beyond having an investment account. It can go into choosing to dine at a certain restaurant. It can be choosing to buy certain clothing. It can be having the opportunity to um, share resources and use sustainable energy sources rather than... Uh, alternatives uh, to that sustainable energy. Um, I'm using a lot of hand gestures here, but <laughs> we are. have we have this opportunity to optimize our current state mm. um, a really away from full. One side of the spectrum of monetization being the sole prerogative and social impact being the other, there's a wide gap still. Mm-hmm. That's the good news is we have we can improve upon where we're at so much if that's what we want to do um, and become smarter companies. And a lot of companies and people, frankly, who are in the nonprofit world um, as well, in some circumstances, are doing a tremendous job of that. But the question is, how do we push that further? How do we perpetuate that even farther down the line? And that's through education. Um, The systems are not going to get simpler, in my opinion. Um, They're going to be maintained. And so um, the first step in that process is to educate oneself or as a mass community on how to do these things.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And so... With that, that's what we're doing today, and and that's what we're continuing. And this is why, to bring it full circle, uh, when I met you, uh, I could sense that in you. You know that 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 knowledge that you have, but with that desire, and with the desire to really have an impact with people, I I, I got to say, when I first started doing, uh, creating. Social enterprises or social businesses or any of these structures. I didn't have a name for any of this This was in 2007. I had no clue of what I'm like. How do you call a business? <laughs> <that> <laughs> I didn't know I, I was like why am I getting all these downloads and how yeah. do we create and how do we create systems? So everybody could know well no one's read. They're not reading a uh, palm oil. They don't understand yeah. but how can we allow people to know these things without our own opinions but based upon this is just here it is let's show you company a this company this is what's happening they're not trying to be cruel to these things but this is what's happening and guess what i say well then let's help these companies do better and we can help them do better by saying if we let people like me and us we that's what I do at Blue Voice Enterprises, is go and help companies go, here's how you can change the way you're doing it. We're going to show you, and we're going to show you how you, it could benefit you. This is what you can do differently, and to the public. And this is how you can be educated on, on uh, what, what is good for you, what is not good for you. Here is the data, not what we're saying. Yep. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's incredibly important to have that context. There's no judgment in any of this. Yes. Um, it really can't be. There's information. There's mm-hmm. truth. And that truth... Sure, I have my own opinions on that, but that's irrelevant in this context. It really needs to align with what one's intention is. And if we can better align into those intentions, um, then we're going to, I think, see a lot more of that sustainability come to the forefront. And you made a really good point um, in that there are so many people working so hard on this and working so hard on trying within existing uh, structures Mm -hmm. that were set up initially to maximize profits, battling with that component part that um, makes them have a lot of challenge in changing that. Because uh, if a company is set up, for example, um, pick your favorite apparel company, okay? They're traded on the stock market. That stock market Trading would uh, dictate that it can never go back in a different way, unless someone Mm. privately bought it and changed it. Yes, (laughs) so they can do their best within that set intention to do sustainable practices. And the argument they can make is our consumers won't buy our products unless we do this. So therefore, we're actually going to lose money unless we use more sustainable models or we use things that um, uh, don't affect the environment the same way that maybe I don't, I'm not an expert, but cotton or something else mm-hmm. um, that if we went down that road and continued to go down that road, the consumers would no longer buy our products. Yes. That poses a significant challenge to those companies because those companies, their initial structures were set up right to maximize those profits, and that was the pure intention. Yeah. Um, and so this creates so much of an opportunity now for people to differentiate themselves mm-hmm. from these companies in front of the consumer, um, which ultimately, end of the day, in a product-driven company will allow a company to survive. If they don't have customers, there's no revenue. And if there's no revenue, then there's no company. Right. Um, but having that, uh, to our point again, having that initial intention when we first start any sort of company, having that education, having that power to know what lies 10 years from now, even if it's not exactly what it, what it comes out to be, but that you can have a general understanding of what you want it to be, and educate yourself today, you, you, it's just going to be such a smooth ride for you. It's going to match and align what your intentions are instead of constantly causing uh, a combative nature.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Patrick, we have... So, I mean, we have so many conversations to have and to help people. And so, you guys... Um, we're just now launching all these various things, and um, Patrick uh, will be out there doing his thing. Um, I, I know you guys are doing a lot, and we'll talk more about that on another segment. <laughs> Personally, I mean, I, I haven't even gone to the showcase segment. Um, but uh, we're going to be doing these various workshops and events uh, through starting in 2017, um, featuring Patrick and his company and his people. Um, and uh, where can people find you if they need to, you, your services and want to contact you? Yeah,
1: uh, they can find us at www.cogeo, which is dot
0: Okay. And any specifics if they're, I mean, if they're looking for you? I mean, what kind of?
1: Yeah, we have a, a contact form on there that if people want to get in touch with us, it's the best way to do so. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Or
0: through you. All right. Fantastic. Shall be. So we will set some things up, Patrick. Um, you guys, thanks for listening. Patrick, you're amazing. I, this, is, this is what we need. We need this type of education in these conversations to help support You know, all of these. I know you innovators who are creating these things, and it is a challenge. I know. We know. The fact you know, we're entrepreneurs. It's it's a challenge uh, getting things going and finding resources and all, and and this is why we're creating this stuff is to help everyone, help us all to have better access to these things. And it really does start with education and uh, just educate yourself. Educate before you move and and jump on that. Yes. I gotta get an investment. Yeah. I has gotta happen. You're gonna be all right. And yeah. uh, when we when we all work together and collaborate uh, in this manner. Um, Really, you have all the support that you'll need.
1: Yeah, it might be the right structure for you. you might find that something is actually better.
0: Yeah, so you'll, you'll find it. So again, stay tuned, Patrick. You'll be on here, uh, uh, blogs, so, so many things. But you guys, thank you uh, so much for listening. And Patrick, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you. You've been listening to the Open Door podcast series. The Open Door is part of The Cocoon, the creative action centers of online open source networks. Tune in weekly where we share ideas on consciousness, health, and creativity. Together, we are taking action where the 99% transform into 100%.